Amen. All right. Give the band another round of applause. I mean, hasn't it been good to worship with them all weekend? And also, you know what? The, when like they're on stage, go ahead and turn around and also thank the tech team. I mean, how cool is it that they're back there providing all that help? Yep. Make sure you tell your small group leaders thank you for loving you, putting up with you all weekend, right? Tell them thank you. If you see the kitchen staff, tell them thank you. The people that work around here, there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of work so that you guys can sit here, enjoy this, have some fun, get muddy, eat, you know, all the fun stuff we've done this weekend. All right, so let's do kind of like we did a little bit yesterday. Let's do a review, all right? Especially early in the morning when all of us still have the professor voice because like we've just been sitting here, we've been singing a little bit. All right, so let's do some review. What was the first professor word the word you heard, the, the churchy word. All right, shout it out. Justification. All right, if you remember, justification is the idea that, like, before God, you have an identity change, okay? Because before you're an enemy, now you're not just a servant, you're his son or you're his daughter. And what was the second professor word? Sanctification. All right, you guys want to say that one in your professor voice? sanctification. All right. So sanctification, that was like the lifelong process. It's like the maturing process of being a Christian. Cause once you're saved, you you've held on to Jesus Christ and you have him forever, but there's going to be a, a process of growing more and more and more in your faith. All right, and we talked about Christ being the lifesaver. We talked about how the being in the boat is like your sense of security. So today what we're talking about, a lot of what we've talked about is, is us focused. It was talking about how we can accept Jesus. If you haven't accepted Jesus, the way that we can accept him. We've talked about when you've become a Christian, how you can ultimately, you know, grow into that Christianity of how you can develop into the Christian you want to be. Today's going to be switching quite a bit to being outward focused, right? Because we've mentioned and we talked about how the reason God wants to keep us on the deck of the boat, not just below deck, but on the deck is so we could be looking out and helping others. It's so that we can have a relationship with him because he wants always to bring more in, right? It says that he wasn't slow. He's, he's patient, and he wants to continue to draw people in. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull out your Bibles. If you don't have one, go ahead and raise your hand, and the people will come around and hand those out, I believe. Uh, so if you, want, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 10. And if you uh, have one of the church Bibles, that's going to be on page 681. So if you want to turn to page 681, if not Romans chapter 10, go ahead and turn there. We're going to be spending a, a little bit of time in those three verses, and we're going to turn to a, a chapter that I think most of you have probably heard. If not, it's going to be a a really beautiful thing for us to study. So before we get started, let me go ahead and open us up in a word of prayer, and then we'll go ahead and get into our lesson, our last lesson of the time before you guys go snow tubing, right? That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Dearly Father, I thank you for the time we can come here for the safety of this weekend, God, for the fun of this weekend, for the conversations and discussions we've had. And God, I thank you for the time that we can spend in your word. I pray that this wouldn't be something we take and we leave here on the mountain. It wouldn't be something we learn and add to our knowledge, our knowledge, but not to our heart. God, I pray that what we learn would be something that is not just something we add to the direction we're going. It would be a complete change of direction running back towards you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so like I said, everything we've talked about up to this point is really more than anything focusing on us and our relationship with God. And before we send you out, like I said, I want to send you out as missionaries. That when these doors open, I want you to view the world out there as your mission field. I want you to go out and say, okay, 
I want to see more and more people joining the family of Christ. I want to see more and more people getting in the boat. I want to see more and more people receive the lifesaver. And these verses are going to help us out. This is like these verses help us understand, okay, what next? What now? Because I think a lot of you are like, okay, I'm saved. I have a relationship. Now what? I need help. I want to know what's next. So let's go ahead and look at what it says in Romans 10, verse 13. It says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So when, what you're doing is when you're standing in the boat, I want you listening for the voices calling out. Like I said, I want you to be praying continually that when you're walking through your school, when you're on your sports team, wherever you are, I want you to be thinking, okay, who is calling out for God? Because sometimes, like very rarely, if ever, people are going to walk up to you and say, hey, will you please share the gospel with me? Because it, it doesn't happen very often, if ever. All right, but what probably will happen is you're going to hear somebody saying, man, I I just don't know what my purpose is, or man, like I'm really struggling. I don't know. Like there's, there's so much things I'm hearing, and, and they're, they're going to be saying things that are revealing their pain. It's like they're opening up to you, letting them know, hey, like I'm sharing with you that I'm going through a tough time. And right there, I want you to be thinking, hey, I have, this world is painful, but I have hope that's well beyond this world. That even if this world is still hard, I have something that will give you hope for not just this life, but the next one. Because what's, what's true about Christianity is that even when we're struggling here, we have hope knowing, hey, I'm doing the right thing, and I know that this is affecting not just my life here. This is helping me grow for eternity. You're right. So what I want you to do is when you're hearing your friends say things, I want you to be hearing them calling out for help. Right? Because when you're standing on the boat, sometimes they don't even know to call for the lifesaver. They don't even know it's available to them. They don't even know that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus could save them. But be listening for the voices in your school. Be listening for the voices in your neighborhoods. Be listening for the voices in your family. Be listening for the people that are suffering, that are in pain, and realize that Christ is the only hope, not just for this life, but the next. Right, and then it continues on. After verse 13, it goes into verse 14. So right after it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, it goes right in this next verse, and it says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? Right, because what we were just saying is that some people don't even know to call out to God. Some people don't even know to believe in him. Some people are, are still thinking, man, is Jesus really all that different? Right, they're still holding on to their driftwood saying, is this lifesaver really all that different? And they don't know the hope that when they finally let go of everything they've been trying to bundle up, everything they've been trying to manage, everything they've been trying to hold together and not drop, that they don't know the hope that comes with a lifesaver. So it says, how can they call on him unless they believe in him? And then Paul continues, and how can they believe in him if they've not heard about him, right? And who are the messengers that are going to be carrying this voice? And it says, how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. Did you know the true meaning of the word gospel? Just like the, what the word gospel means, just the word itself means good news. Now look what this verse says. It says, how will people hear about Christ unless somebody goes out and is sent? Right? And if you've never been told that you were sent as missionaries, remember this moment. Remember now that God is calling you to be missionaries. Okay, because no longer, I don't want you to be able to say, well, I was never sent. I didn't know I was supposed to be a missionary. Because here is our moment. Here is the defining moment where we say, hey, if you've been living, holding on to Christ, but stay in the, staying in the water, if you've been living below deck, here is your command to go out. You are being sent. You are now officially 
missionaries. Right? And look at what this says. And it says, blessed are the feet of the messengers who bring the gospel. Blessed are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Right? You are the ones that can go out. You are the ones that can share the gospel. And then let's turn to to Matthew 28. If you want to flip back there, it's going to be page 598 in the church Bible. Matthew chapter 28. This is something that you may have like heard this before, maybe not, but this is something in scripture called the Great Commission. This is like the, the, the great command basically saying, okay, this is when Jesus was telling his disciples, you are officially missionaries go. That wherever you go, you are missionaries. And that word go is so important. Okay, it's, it's almost as if saying, one, be intentional about going, but two, as you are going, right? Because it says, as you're just going about your regular life, for many of you, you're going to have to make a switch in your mind and say, intentionally, I have to be a missionary. Others of you are going to say, you know what? Just as I'm going, as I'm going to school, as I'm on my sports team, as I'm playing my instrument, sitting next to the kids in my band, as I'm at, like in my family, as I'm in my neighborhoods, with my friends, hanging out wherever I am, as I am going, I need to be a missionary. Matthew 28, the Great Commission says, go. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven on earth, therefore, go. What does he say? He says, therefore, go, and what's the next part here? Go and make disciples. Now, this is a phrase that I've been annoying my buddies at work with and annoying my, my students at church with, all right? This is a phrase I've, uh, I've come up with, and it's kind of confusing, but I want you to, to remember this phrase, and then we'll unpack it, okay? The phrase is disciple, maker, maker. Say that with me. Disciple, maker, maker. All right, say it again. Disciple, maker, maker. All right, you know those times that somebody is telling you a story, and they're like, so my mom's brother's sister's son's daughter's dog was looking at my neighbors for, and you're like, okay, I lost you at your mother. Like, okay, mother's, okay, I need an advanced degree to draw a line. It's like, you feel like you need one of those like high tech screens that are like the clear glass and you're like up here, you're writing and you're like, okay, you're writing the form. You're like my brother's dog. And then they were looking over here and then you stand back, you know, all right. So disciple maker, maker, let's, let's kind of make that a little more simple making disciple makers, making disciple makers. Okay. Let's unpack this. All right. So disciple maker, maker, a little bit easier to say, making disciple makers. Let's look what it says here. Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. There's that Trinity we've been talking about. And then here's where it gets into not just making disciples, but training disciple makers. So you're making disciple makers. All right, here's where it gets to that. It says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So notice what it says. It says, go and make disciples of all nations. So it says, go and make disciples. What are you going to do with these disciples? It says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. What command did he just give him? to go and make disciples. So what are you going to teach your disciples? To go and make disciples. All right, let's, let's do something. I'm going to step down here. It's going to be a little dark because the, the lights aren't going to be on me down here, but I want to do an example. Can I have one volunteer? Let me have one volunteer. All right, I saw your hand. You're excited. You're ready to be a disciple. All right, so here's what I want you to do. Let's step back this way first. 
I want you to go and touch somebody, shake their hand, okay? They're going to become your disciple, all right? Now, when you shake their hand, I'm going to have them come stand over here and kind of form a church, okay, or a small group, okay? So go out and find your friends, okay, shake their hand, be, be like, hey, I want you to be a part of what I'm doing, all right? So go shake their hand, all right? So find them, all right? Uh-oh, you have a bullseye on your back. You're the disciple. Okay, so shake your hand. All right, so now you can get up. You can come over here, all right? And then shake another hand. Find another disciple. Okay, you're unstoppable now. Like, nothing's stopping you. All right, so you can go join them. So just kind of stand over here. You guys are going to have your own little church service, all right? You could praise Jesus over here. You could love God. You could be excited. All right, shake another person's hand. All right, let's keep this going. This is exciting. Look at all this. Look, like, we have all these disciples. All right, come on over here. Okay. Now, go ahead and shake. Let's do two more people. Find two more people you want to be a part of your small group. All right. So there we go. Oh, look at this. Branching out, going into new nations, coming across the aisle. All right. So come over here. So what we just did is in a matter of a few minutes, she found some new disciples. All right. So this is the new church. Like, this is our church. Now what I want is let me have another volunteer. All right. Let me see you right here. All right. So here's going to be the difference. All right, I want you to keep doing this. Take your time. You don't have to rush. Same with you. You don't have to like run, sprint through, okay? Because I want you to really invest in these friends that you bring, okay? So when you're going out, do the same thing. You're going to shake their hand and they're going to come join you, okay? All right? Now, when you're doing this, here's what you're going to do. When you shake their hand, this is going to be like, have you ever played the game Sharks and Minnows? Yeah. Okay. Where like when you shake their hand, they join you in your efforts. So when you come up and shake their hand, they're not going to come stand here. They're also going to go and make disciples, okay? So you're going to continue doing just what you were doing. You guys are going to be the friends that are just hanging out. You guys are like the us four no more. We're just going to be a blast. We're going to have fun over here. We have our own church. It's great and cool. You're going to go out, and as you're shaking your hands, your friends are going to come up here and join them. Now, when you're shaking your hands, you're going to mobilize them, all right? You're going to shake their hands, and when you say, when you come up and you say, hey, go find more friends. Let's bring more into the, the kingdom, all right? And when you go up, you're going to shake your hands. You aren't just going to come stand up here. You're going to go find more. So you get to add. You get to multiply because she'll be adding friends. I want this group to multiply, okay? So let's go ahead and start. So you keep going, finding friends, take your time, invest in them, spend some time with them. Now watch what's happening. So over here, we have addition, right? We're adding to the kingdom. Over here, we're multiplying. Look at this. Yeah, there we go. It's chaos. So fun. There we go. All right. There we go. All right. As you're shaking your hands, remember, come up here if you got your hand shaking. All right. Even Barrett's involved. Yeah. Yeah. Even Barrett's involved. Even he had a target on his back. All right. All right, let's go ahead and pause. Let's pause here. Let's pause here. Let's pause here. I don't think... Man, look at you guys. You guys are evangelizing even when the guy's saying not to. That's awesome. All right. So was anybody left sitting down? Was anybody left sitting down? I don't think so. I think everybody was tagged. Okay. All right. So how long? Go ahead and stay where you are. Stay where you are. How long... Do you think it would have taken for her to try to add to the kingdom? 
a long time. Like, could you imagine if I said, no, we're going to play this all the way out. I'm going to stay here and I'm just, could you imagine like we'd be here like I'm supposed to be snow tubing right now. Actually, I'm just going to take a nap because I'm really tired. Right. But like it would have taken a long time if she went out and just said, hey, like come join this over here. And then what happens is kind of the illustration is these are the people that would have gone down below deck and just kind of observed. They'd be the people that would have gone to church and just kind of walked in, walked out and walked in, walked out and walked in, walked out and just observed. Okay. But what happens is the church, Christ says, listen, I'm not just saving you to come observe. He says, I'm saving you to change the world. I'm saving you to revolutionize everything we've ever known. I'm saving you to go and make disciples. So this group would have taken a very, 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 very long time to reach all of you. But what happens when you listen to what Christ says and you go and make disciples of all nations, it's amazing what happens. It's, it's not just adding, it's multiplying. All right, so you guys can all make your way back to your seat. Because here's the truth of the gospel. It doesn't say go and get people saved, and then that's their finish line. Even though I think a lot of us treat it as a finish line, what God is saying, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. So practically, I think a lot of us, you know, as we become a Christian, as we get saved, I think a lot of us just say, okay, like, I'm saved, now what? You know, and we, a lot of times, even though we're saved, and even if we have good intentions, we sit at home twiddling our thumbs. I mean, has anybody ever actually done that? Like, I don't know anybody that's ever sat. I guess nowadays, our twiddling the thumbs looks like this. Right? So, but we go and, here's what we do. I, I think we go and we say, God, as we're playing on our phones, as we're playing video games, we say, God, help me. God, bring, bring, a, bring somebody to me to, to share the gospel. God, please just, I don't know, like, help, bring one of my friends to, to you. God, it'd be great if you could, you know, like, I, I want to do that. It's just, it's hard at times. It's embarrassing at times. And God, I, and what we're doing is we're not listening to what Christ says. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. He says, go and teach them all the things that I've commanded you. Right, because up here we can add to the kingdom. We can say, hey, come to church with me, but we're not investing in them. We're, we're not really pouring into them. We're not really developing disciples. What we're doing is we're, we're bringing people to church, but we're not training them saying, hey, listen, I want to invest in you. I want you to understand that others need to hear this message, that others need to meet Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So practically, what does this look like? I want to give you a challenge, okay? Go ahead and whatever arm you prefer, if your arms are still sore from trying to link arms with the other guys as the girls are trying to rip you apart, all right? So choose whichever arm, whichever arm you still have movement in, all right? But choose this arm, and I want to teach you three things. I want to teach you three things. All right, the first one is raise your hand really high. All right, the next one is put your arms straight out. Try not to hit your friend. Okay, I know it's silly. I know it's silly. All right, you're like, yeah, this is, this is really cool. I like this one most. All right, there you go. And now put your arm down. Okay, here's the three things I want you to remember, all right? Arm up. Who has been praying for you? Okay, here, here's what I want you to remember. Who is it that's been praying for you the past year, two years, three years? It might be your mom. It might be your dad. It might be an uncle. It might be a friend. It may be your small group leader. It may be the leader that's in your cabin now. But who's been praying for you? 
Okay, I want you to ask them to be your mentor. Okay, they're the person above you that's reaching down to you. I want you to reach up to them. And when you get home, when you are praying here, when you're in the time alone with God, here's the challenge is I want you to reach up to them and say, hey, will you mentor me? Okay, and I want you to take this. You can put your arms down. I want you to take this as serious as a varsity sport. Right, because I know sports are important to us, or being part of the like the drumline, the band, what you know, whatever it is that you take most serious in your life. This is how serious I want you to take it, okay? Because this is the only thing that has eternal like beginnings, right? So I want you to go when you go home. I want you to be thinking, okay, what did Kevin teach? What is the thing that I'm supposed to go and do? The first thing I want you to do is go have somebody pouring into you. So reach up to them. It's your mentor that's above you. Okay, it's going to be, like I said, maybe a parent, maybe a small group leader, whoever it is, be thinking in your notebooks, I want you to write down that name, circle it, put a star by it, put a check by it, highlight it. What, think of that person to be your mentor that once a week you can meet with. Here's, here's the way I do it with some of my, my buddies. We meet together at Chick-fil-A because, I mean, what's better than Jesus chicken to study the Bible in front of, right? So, so what we do is we, we met, this is before I had to Eli because I need sleep right now, okay? But, like, here's, here's the people that are in my discipleship group, guys that are pouring into me and guys I pour into, is every Tuesday morning before school, because they, they didn't start school, it was a group of high school and, and junior high students, uh, the junior high students would go to school, and the high school guys would kind of stay there, and we'd have a little bit of discussion, and they'd go off to school. We did it every Tuesday. We went through the book of First Timothy. Okay, for you, reach out to your mentor and say, hey, be my mentor, disciple me, whatever it takes. I'll meet for breakfast, I'll meet for coffee. I don't even like coffee, so I'll probably get one of those cool donuts. But let's get together and let's meet every week for breakfast. That's your hand up. That's the person I want you to reach to and I want you to say, I want you to be my mentor. Then the second group, do this. Everybody put your arm out. Is a buddy, right? Because when Christ sent them out, he intentionally sent them out Two by two, he, incent, he intentionally sent them out as partners. Because going out alone can be hard. Okay? It might be the person you're reaching to. You're like, hey, whoa, that actually worked. Hey, you and me, let's do this together. Let's be missionaries together, right? Okay, so that you, all right, you can put your arms down. The second, the second thing, so there, like I said, there's three things, one, two, and three. The first thing is the mentor. The second thing is a buddy. Because this is going to take encouragement. Remember, like I said, my buddy Mike, when I was falling into the pool, it looked a lot like this. I'm like, ah, oh, and like my hand was out and he reached down and grabbed me. He's like, hey, we're doing this together, right? That's what I want you to do spiritually is I want you to find somebody that says, hey, when I'm struggling, listen, this is embarrassing, but together, at least later when we get embarrassed, we can laugh about this. Hey, let's go together. Let's pray together. There's this friend at our school that I want to see come to know Christ. There's a friend at our school in our friend group. It might be even be in your friend group and you're like, hey, we need to get them to church. And then, hey, let's tag team this. You invite them, and then you, they don't live by me, but they live by you, so you drive them, right? So the first thing is a mentor. The second thing is a partner, okay? They're the person that's going to hold you accountable, like, hey, you said you were going to invite that person to church. Did you do it? You're like, oh, man, I don't want to keep my arm around you because you're right, right? But I want you to have a partner saying, hey, let's do this together. Let's go and make disciples together. And the last person is somebody that you're reaching down to, All right? So everybody reach down. Some of you say, hey, I want to bring you up in to the boat. Okay, so the first one is a mentor. The second one is a partner. The last one is somebody you're bringing along, right? This might be a person that isn't a Christian yet. This might be, honestly, this might be a little brother. This might be a little sister. Somebody that's like getting bored with the church and you're like, no, 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 come, come on. It's worth it, I promise. It's going to be hard at times, but I promise it's worth it. It might be somebody on your sports team that you're like, that is the person I'm going to be praying for. And again, I want you to take this 
not just as serious as varsity sport. I want you to take it even more serious. Imagine that you're being called up to varsity. All right, imagine that you've been sitting below deck, and finally you, you're realizing right now that somebody is saying, hey, you're not on JV. You're not on the freshman squad. You're on varsity. Come up with me. Come up. Imagine how serious you take it if they said, hey, you're so important to me that I want you to be, like, I want you to be by my side because there's other voices calling out for Christ. So I want you to go home. I want you to write these names down. I want this to be a practical thing. Okay, write these three names down. Write down the name of the person that's been praying for you because they would love to disciple you. You probably know who it is. It might be your grandmother, grandfather, whoever it is, who, who has been praying for you the most. That's the person that would love dearly to have breakfast with you once a week. And then write down the name of your partner. Who is it that's going to be your battle partner in this? That when you're fighting forward, they can be covering your back. That when they're fighting forward, you could be praying behind their back. Right? Who is that person going to reach next to? And the last one, write down this real name. Write down the name of a friend, of a person, a brother, a sibling, uh, the person on your sports team. Who is it that you're going to reach down and say, hey, come join me? Right? Because remember up here, we were just adding. Okay, if all we did was add, it wouldn't work. But notice when you went out and you shook hands with somebody, and you said, hey, I'm mobilizing you. You're now a missionary. I want to send you out. Notice when you were doing that, you had a partner and said, hey, we're taking over this world together. Let's go get them. When you shook their hand, that was the person next to you saying, hey, go. And then that person had somebody that they were looking at that they were looking down and said, I'm bringing that person up. That person is coming up to join me. I want to challenge you to write down the real names. That if I were to look in your notebook, I'd see at least three names. I'd see somebody that you're saying, it might be Uncle Jack. It might be Uncle somebody. It might be Aunt somebody. It might be Mom, Dad. The real name. I want to see a real name of somebody who you're going to reach next to. And I want to, I want to see at least one name of somebody you're saying, listen, they've got a bullseye on their back. I'm bringing them to the kingdom. I'm praying for them. I'm praying for them. There's not going to be anything that'll stop me. Why? Because I'm praying for them. I know God wants them. And I know my partner next to me is praying with them too. Right? I want this to be when you leave here, I don't want you to say, what next? Because this is it. Right? Well, how, do, how will I know what to do? Your mentor, your disciple maker, your disciple maker maker, is going to be the one investing in you saying, hey, let me teach you. Let me show you the scriptures. What's going to be amazing is now they just filled one of those three spots because now your mentor has somebody that they can be lifting up. For you, you, I want you to go, and I don't want you to be like, Kevin, I'm lost. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go sit below deck because I don't know what to do because now you know. Scripture says to go and make disciples and teach them everything you've learned. Teach them everything God has been teaching you. So go. I'm mobilizing. You are now officially missionaries. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for these students. God, I thank you for everyone who made this weekend possible. Lord, more than anything, we thank you for allowing us to be your sons and daughters, for allowing us to be part of your kingdom, to be part of your crew, to be in your ship, Lord, to allow us to be in relationship with you. God, we thank you that you sent your son, knowing the high cost it would be to allow us to be on your crew. God, I pray that you would mobilize us, God, that we would go and make disciples. God, that we wouldn't just try to add to the kingdom, but we'd, t- we'd teach others. We'd be trained how to multiply your kingdom. God, we pray as we, we leave here, as we go snow tubing, we pray for safety, but we pray for after snow tubing. 
that we would still be missionaries. That next year, when we come back to a camp like this, that we would still be missionaries. Then when we graduate high school, we would still be missionaries, gaining momentum, multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. God, that when we get to college, when we become parents, when we uh, have our own children, when we train them, God, I pray that we would be multiplying your kingdom. God, I pray that the shadows would be cast out because we are carrying the light. God, that we are carrying the lifesaver, that there would be less and less voices calling out and more and more voices preaching the gospel. God, I pray for every student here that they would come to know you as, your person, as their personal Lord and Savior. They would come to see how you are equipping them to make their own disciples. And in Jesus' name, amen.